Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is Stu's days. Uh, unfortunately, Stu Kedwell is on vacation, but as I told you, I've got a Rolodex full of Stu's. And so uh, Scott Stewart Lizakowski, uh, who, uh, who was on the, uh, the, the, the podcast a couple of weeks ago, is, is joining us for, uh, for Stu's days. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lizakowski, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. Happy to uh, fill in for uh, for Stu. Big shoes to fill, but uh, I'll take it. Always big shoes to fill. And uh, because we knew Stu was going to be away last week, he sort of previewed bank earnings. But we were having a chat just before we got on uh, about uh, the, the 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 bigger earnings season, which uh, which generally came came about through through July and 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 crept into early early August across, uh, you know, most major firms around the world and particular focus in the U S and Canada. And, and, and you talked about, um, how you manage earning seasons as an in investment manager, uh, as the announcements are coming. And then now that you can sit back and, and take a look at it, I thought it was really interesting. Why, why don't you share that with the audience? Um, yeah, as, as Dave mentioned, we just got through uh, Q2 earnings season. Um, and so it provides a bit of a, a low period in the, in the information flow. Um, as we sort of gear up for Canadian bank earnings at the end of the week. Um, but, you know, a lot of people ask us, you know, oh, you must be really busy during earnings. And earnings are a very, um, you know, fast-moving period. Lots of information coming through. You often hear people say you're sort of drinking from the fire hose of, of information coming at you. Um, but really, you know, my favorite time is sort of in the post-earnings period. It allows you to sort of take some time uh, and reflect on, you know, how the underlying businesses are doing, um, you can sort of dig into some of the filings that you haven't had a chance to look at or, um, you know, read some conference call transcripts or fully go through some of the information that, that the companies put out, um, you know, more of an, in detail as opposed to just a scanning um, and really sort of get an assessment of sort of where the company's at, you know, not only in sort of where they are in the current environment, but where they're heading into the future. Um, you know, I think you know, during earnings season, the information comes fast and furious. Um, there's a lot of a sort of uh, very fast analysis by the market and by the sell side about, you know, actual earnings versus estimates. Where was consensus? What did they beat? Did they miss? What were the, you know, what were some of the updates to the guidance? What were some material updates um, that the company gave, which is, you know, of specific interest in this quarter because this Q2 was, you know, right in the heart of the COVID lockdown period. So lots of uh, sort of close attention paid to sort of the here and now and, and sort of creates a bit of a myopic view. Um, it's a very important time for businesses and, and for companies, but, but really we want to think about how's this company reacting in, you know, over the long term. Uh, there's a term we use in our, in our research process, we call it fundamental uh, momentum. So just how is this company doing? Like, you know, we understand the drivers, of, of, of each business and we understand, you know, the sort of the long-term growth trends of the industry, how that company is positioned competitively amongst its peers and, and the strategic direction that that's coming from management. What are they doing? And so, you know, as we work through this, this COVID period over the last several months, you know, we sort of, you know, worked into a, you know, a framework of this idea of a survive versus thrive spectrum and trying to slot companies you know, sort of where they are and trying to assess where they are, you know, in the early stages of COVID, you know, first and foremost, we needed survivors, we needed companies to make it through. So that was, you know, job number one. 
But ultimately, we wanted to look for companies that were going to thrive, that were actually going to do better coming out of this. You know, a lot of times we think about, you know, how management reacts uh, to the current conditions. You've heard Stu sort of talk about this this optionality that management sort of uh, allows for for a long term investor. Um, another thing we think about is how well was the company prepared going into this? These are events that you cannot predict. Um, and, and the cost of reaction versus the cost of preparedness is quite different. So if you go into a period uh, such as this with a very strong balance sheet, very, very well capitalized access to liquidity, uh, there'll be certainly opportunities for you to take advantage of. And the returns on that, on those opportunities are going to be much higher than the returns on what you do to react. So different companies sort of find themselves in different circumstances. So um, we're doing a lot of that sort of assessing and understanding where companies are um, in terms of their fundamental momentum. Yeah. And, and uh, you, you, uh, you, you sent me over some documents this morning that we, we were taking a look at a, a company in, uh, in particular uh, that, that you really liked the, uh, the piece in terms of explaining how they've um, prepared, reacted and adapted their business uh, given the crisis. And we're going to get into that uh, with some time next week. Uh, but a very interesting perspective from you, just again, for as, as an investment manager of, as you say, that fire hose of news as, as company after company is, is releasing their earnings, but then taking the time uh, afterwards to, uh, to, to, to make that assessment and, and, to, and to assess which management teams uh, have, have done a really effective job uh, in managing through the crisis. And as you say, more importantly, getting ready before the crisis uh, so that they could manage effectively through. Um, and, and, and obviously th those are the companies you, you want to own, the companies that are, that are set up, as you say, to thrive, uh, through, through this type of an experience one, because we prepared and secondly, because they can adapt. Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, this often provides a, a period to, uh, to catch up with management and, and of course, you know, all management teams right now are dealing with the here and now of, of, you know, how their business is affected by COVID or a recession. Um, but really, we, we can get a lot more information about what, what the businesses, what they're doing to position their business for the future and how they can take advantage of, of a period such as this. Because that's really, you know, that's the embedded option value uh, for a long-term investor is trying to understand how this company can do better uh, from, from one cycle to the next. Excellent. Well, well a great, uh, interesting way of, of, of thinking about the earnings season, post-earnings season. And uh, we've teed up uh, an appearance next week. And uh, we'll get into specifics on uh, on one particular company that you uh, you, you you really liked uh, uh, in in terms of the way they followed up. So Scott, uh, thanks a lot for uh, for filling in for Stu this week, and we'll look forward to our discussion next week with you uh, on Brookfield. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me.